0: Hey, Notorious Bakersfield listeners, season's greetings. I'm taking a couple of weeks off for the holidays. I'll be back with new Notorious Bakersfield stories January 10th. Until then, I'll be running reruns of previous stories. So, happy new year. Stay safe. Stay out of trouble. Don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. I'll be back January 10th, 2023. This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. What I'm going to talk about on this episode happened 32 years ago next week. As far as I know, it's never been solved. I've made numerous attempts to get a statement from the Bakersfield Police Department. I emailed two detectives who are connected to this case and the department's public information officer. None of those three individuals have responded to my requests. So I assume it's still an open case. I assume it's classified as a cold case, yet... If you look at the Bakersfield Police Department's website listing gold cases, this case isn't listed. I remember very clearly when this murder happened, and I followed the story in the news very closely. This is the story of the killer Santa at Denny's. Kenneth Obney grew up in the San Gabriel Valley area of Southern California. He worked for a collection agency repossessing automobiles. In the mid-1970s, when he was in his early 20s, Obney moved from the San Gabriel Valley area to Joshua Tree, California. His acreage of remote desert property provided Obney, his wife, and two kids a break from the hustle and bustle of the San Gabriel Valley. It was around this time that he got his first German Shepherd. This dog was the beginning of Obney's passion for this breed. He went on to own, breed, and train hundreds of German Shepherds at his kennel, Obney Shepherds Incorporated. The dog breeder and trainer sold attack dogs to Hollywood celebrities and businesses throughout the country. Because of the nature of his business, Obney was aware of how many bad people were out there. This made him extra vigilant about his personal protection. He often wore a Kevlar vest and carried a firearm on his person when he'd venture off of his isolated desert property. On December 21st, 1989, Ken Obney and a companion drove from Joshua Tree to Bakersfield to sell two German Shepherd puppies. The client was supposedly from Oakland, and Bakersfield was just the meeting point. The plan was to meet this person in the parking lot of the Denny's restaurant on White Lane just off of the 99. Their meeting time was at 2 p.m. When Ken and his friend arrived at the Denny's at the set time, the client wasn't there. Leaving the puppies inside the Chevy Blazer, the two men went inside the restaurant to have a cup of coffee and wait. Also left in the Blazer, on the floorboard, was Ken Obney's 38 caliber revolver and bulletproof vest. After about an hour waiting, a server at Denny's told Abney he had a phone call on the restaurant's phone. Ken took the call and was informed that the client was running late. Then at 4 p.m., he got another call. The caller said the client was having car trouble and to keep waiting. Then there was another call. This time, the caller gave Abney directions to where to find the client. By this time, the Central Valley fog had started rolling in. It was thick. It was about 5 p.m. when Ken and his companion exited the restaurant and walked to the blazer in the parking lot. They were standing outside with the door open, looking at paperwork for this business transaction that was supposed to happen. While they were doing this, a slender man dressed in a Santa Claus costume and wearing tennis shoes approached them. He was carrying a long gift wrap package. It was wrapped in gold with a big red bow. Inside this gift box was a twenty two caliber semi automatic rifle. Without ever removing the rifle from its box, Santa Claus began firing at Ken Omney and his companion. Five bullets struck Obney in the chest. Obney's friend ran around the front of the blazer trying to dodge bullets. He suffered one clean-through wound to his left arm. Santa Claus stopped shooting. He ran to the east side of the restaurant, removed the costume, and discarded the weapon. Then he ran south towards the Motel 6 and disappeared into the thick fog. About 20 diners were in the Denny's when the assault took place, many of whom witnessed the shooting from their vantage points inside the restaurant. Omni's companion ran inside, saying his friend had been shot and pleading for someone to call 911. Both victims were taken to Mercy Hospital. Ken Obney Jr. succumbed to his wounds. He was 36 years old and was survived by his wife and two teenage kids. Police conducted a massive search of the area, but their efforts were hampered by thick fog that had gradually gotten heavier as the sun went down. An employee from McDonald's next door stated that she had seen a man wearing a Santa suit without the beard in front of that fast food restaurant. She said it was about two hours before the shooting at Denny's. Ken Obney's companion, who has never been identified by police or media, said this, quote, things just didn't seem right. I can't tell you what it was. It was just like a gut feeling, unquote. Police reported they received multiple calls reporting Santa Claus sightings, something you'd expect for that time of year. I visited this Denny's location recently and was surprised to see how small the parking lot is. It's very compact. Um, There's White Lane to the north of it, uh, McDonald's to the east, Motel 6 to the south, and the 99 off-ramp to the west. The restaurant and its parking lot are kind of boxed in on a smaller than normal lot than you'd expect to find a Denny's restaurant. I've... Took my drone out there and, and got some shots of it. If you visit our social media pages, you can see that just so you can see how small the lot is. I, I never realized that. So next week will be the 32nd anniversary of this case. Has there been any progress in the investigation? Is this case Is this case still open? If so, when was the last time a detective has taken a look at it? If what was reported in the media about the assailant discarding the Santa costume and weapon, does the department still have this evidence? And has DNA testing ever been done on it? The Bakersfield Police Department owes the public and the Obney family an update on this investigation. Also, it was reported that about 20 people were inside the Denny's at the time of the assault if you were there, I'd like to hear from you. I've been made aware of some information that was never reported in the media at the time. If you were there, not necessarily a witness to the actual assault, but there at the restaurant, I'd like to talk to you. Email me at NotoriousBakersfield at gmail.com. There's no space between Notorious and Bakersfield. As I said at the beginning of the story, I remember this incident very well. About a month prior, I got my first police scanner and heard when police were first dispatched this crime. I was getting ready to meet my parents to go out to dinner, and I remember not wanting to go because I wanted to continue listening to hear how this unfolded. It was indeed very foggy. It was so foggy. I remember my mom calling worried about driving to wherever we were going for dinner in the fog. I told her about what I had heard on the scanner and said, I wasn't as worried about the fog as I was about the Santa going around shooting people. Resources used for researching this case, the Bakersfield Californian and the Los Angeles Times. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. Next week, with uh, keeping with the um, Christmas theme, I'm going to tell you about an incident in 1984 that many faithful claim was an apparition of the Virgin Mary at an East Bakersfield home. Until then, have a good week, and I'll be back next Tuesday to tell you about the Virgin Mary in East Bakersfield.